Are you one of the thousands of people who have added to their family through adoption? How do you sort out all of the resources, unravel the myths, and get started? Welcome to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. On our show, we introduce you to the families, the adoptees, and the experts who can answer any questions you may have to make this the wonderful experience that it truly is. Now, here is your host, Micah Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Adoption Unscripted Radio. I am Micah, your host. Thanks so much for joining me on this Friday morning. As um, If you listened to the show last week, I mentioned that I was so fancy I was on location. I'm doing quotes on that because I'm not really that, that fancy, but I was on location last week. I was visiting um, my college homecoming. I went to college at Hampton University in Hampton, Virginia, and I had an unbelievable time. It was fantastic. And I don't think my voice has recovered from all of the yelling and screaming and hugging and happiness that I experienced. So I want to just apologize if I sound a little froggy today. I do have my tea here and hopefully I'll be able to get through this whole show without losing my voice. I didn't have my voice for like two days, so it is getting better. You probably can't tell, but it is sounding a lot better. Um, It's just really so awesome to be able to get reacquainted with old friends, people that meant so much to you when you are starting to form your identity and starting to grow into an adult. And that's what I did at Hampton University. It was also really, really great to meet new friends and new people that I had admired or even maybe had a little crush on in college or women that I thought I would never get to be like and to see those people and to interact with them and to make friends with them. So it was awesome. So um, if and I got so many wonderful, wonderful, um, so many wonderful comments about the show from folks who listen I didn't even know listen to the show that I went to college with so if any of you are out there that went to the Hampton University homecoming last weekend I love y'all thank you so much and I'm already planning for next year already believe it or not so thanks so much for that okay on today's show we are going to do things a little bit differently Last week, we did the best of, so I went over the last 12 shows or so and highlighted the high points of those shows and gave you some idea of if you were looking for a specific topic or if you're looking for a specific guest, where you could go back and find them. So you wouldn't have to listen to all of the, the shows we have so far. If you are like me and you binge listen to podcasts, and that is exactly who I am, you're welcome. Go ahead. Have at it. Listen to all of the shows. I would love for you to do that. But if you're a busy person and you just don't have the time to listen to all 13 shows, I hope that last week I was able to kind of narrow it down for you and give you some direction because everyone's not like me and just can listen to shows all day. So, um, And I got a lot of great response from that show. And I hope that if I wasn't clear and you have a question and you don't know what show a certain topic was on or a certain guest, just send me an email and I will send you to the right direction. Okay. I was looking over my notes and what I was going to do for this show because we're starting new next week and we're going to have a kind of a new format and we're going to show up on some different places online So you'll be able to find us um, in different places that you haven't found Adoption Unscripted before. Of course, we're still going to be on iTunes, and you can find us there. You can still find our shows on Voice America as well. 
but we're going to show up in some different places as well. And we're also going to try to stay engaged with the audience, the listeners, from me to y'all during the week um, so that you can feel a little bit more tied in and a part of the Adoption Unscripted community. So just stay tuned some, for some more information about that at the end of the show. But I was looking over the shows and I have questions. I get questions from listeners often. Thank you for those. And comments. And there were a couple of questions that I did not get to answer that I really wanted to answer. So I'm going to take today and try to answer those questions. Now, I am not going to get to all of them and I apologize. But what I will do in shows moving forward is that in the last segment of my future shows, I'm going to answer two questions. So keep sending them in and they will get answered. If I don't answer them on the show, I will answer them in email to you. So just keep sending them in and I will get to them as soon as I possibly can. The first question that I want to answer was something that I think we haven't talked a lot about here on Adoption Unscripted, but it is, honestly, I don't really know why we haven't because it's an issue that kind of stops people dead in their tracks when they're looking to grow their family through adoption, when they're trying to create their family through adoption. And it's the money part. It's the part that stops people. It's the part that people have to plan for ahead of time. Because I don't know about you, but a lot of us don't have between twenty and $40,000 lying around. And that's what it costs um, on average these days to adopt a child, especially if you're adopting them domestically or internationally, it is quite expensive. And so we haven't talked a lot about that part of adoption. I think in the first and second show, Shannon Murphy Johnson did touch on the um, expense of adoption. So you can go back and check out the first or second show, but we haven't done a, taken a deep dive into that. And I have a question. And this question is from Beth, and she says, Hi, Micah. Thanks for Adoption Unscripted. I love your show. Thank you so much, Beth. Um, she says, um, Both my husband and I are teachers, elementary school teachers, and we don't have a large savings. Adoption can be expensive, as you know. Should I ask for donations to help pay for my adoption? Is that tacky? Well, Beth, first of all, excellent question. Thank you for your question. Um, I don't, and this is my personal opinion, folks. So people are not going to agree with me. And, and I like it when people don't agree with me because that creates awesome conversations. So if you don't agree with me, please let me know and we will talk about it. But I don't think it's tacky. I think that... Anything can be tacky. It's all about how you go about doing it. I have seen um, folks who have had their churches rally around them and have helped raise money for adoption because they, they see a couple. They're part of the church community. Churches often raise money for their parishioners and, and things like that, and they get together and support the community. So I don't think that that is unusual. I've seen that happen a couple of times. My daughter and I were driving um, a couple of weeks ago, and we saw a yard sale sign, and it said, uh, large group yard sale to support family adoption. And I thought that that was awesome. I mean, that's a creative idea. I think sometimes you have to get creative 
and because it's a lot of money. But I don't think that you should think of it as tacky. I think that you should think of it um, in a way that you think people would receive well. And asking for money, if you're like me, no, you're uncomfortable asking folks for money. And I can see where you might find that uncomfortable, Beth, but I think it's really about how you go about doing it. I would look to my church family first because those people know you and they love you and they know your heart and they know your um, struggle if you struggled with becoming a parent and they want you to be happy. And so I'm sure that they would support you in that. A couple of resources that I think are great. Uh, the American Christians Credit Union has an awesome program. They have very low rates and they have adoption loans and they have adoption grants. You can check that out. That's at, I think the website is AmericanChristiansCreditUnion.com. They've been, been doing this for a long time and they understand adoption and they understand Um, The folks who are coming to them, they have folks that work with them specifically, and they make it affordable. They also have a really cool credit card that they have where you can use to help to take trips if you're going internationally or you're having to travel domestically to, you know, talk with expectant moms and things like that. So you should check them out. Here in Nashville, we have a, a great, really interesting group. It's called Both Hands, and they work with, um... You kind of start like a fundraiser. You you get a group of volunteers, and the volunteers are coordinated by the folks at both hands, and they do a community service project where they help a family in need. The volunteers get sponsors. They do a lot of work with widows. I've seen they have a great website. It's bothhands.org, I believe, and they have a great website. They talk all about how they do it. They help widows with family, with their home. So like if you say like you have a, a woman's been recently widowed and she needs some home repair, they'll get a group in the community to come together. They'll help work on her home. They have awesome videos on there. I'm probably not doing it justice, but it, but the point I'm making, Beth, is there are a lot of creative ways that you can go about helping to fund your adoption. And I think, I think it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. But absolutely, adoption is, is is expensive. Now, there's always the route of foster care. Foster care is relatively free, and um, they help you along the way. And it's a way for you to start your family if you don't have thousands and thousands of dollars laying around. And it's absolutely an option. So I would think, you know, I, I wouldn't want you to feel like you had to spend a lot of money to adopt a child. There, the fo- foster care is a great option, and. Um, U.S. Adopt Kids is a website you can go on. It has a lot of information. Also, your local children and family services have information. I'm not sure where Beth is from, but each city, each state has a local um, has a local children and family services, and they have all kinds of information about foster care. So you can absolutely uh, contact them as well. And good luck to you and your husband. Good luck. Um, I think that. I've had conversations with people about adoption fundraising, and this is my thought. It is really easy for folks who um, have biological children who to say what folks who are trying to adopt should and should not do, because that's not our story. And what I want to say to people who have a strong opinion about that is I want you to take a little bit of perspective on what someone else's life might be before you cast judgment on someone's decision 
on how and when they should grow their family. Because that is a struggle that I do not personally know, that I have a lot of friends and families that I work with who have been through that struggle. And I think before I'm going to make an opinion about that, I want to stop and put myself in their shoes. So good luck to everyone out there. It is really expensive. I know if you want some additional resources, I will be sure to put them on the website or you can send me an email directly and I will point you in the right direction as well. Okay, first question down, three questions to go. I hope that was helpful. You guys stay tuned and I will see you on the other side. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. 
Okay, everyone, welcome back. We are going to go ahead and jump into our second question. This question is from Allison, and Allison says, What if my husband and I don't agree on the idea of growing our family through adoption? I really want to, but he wants to wait. What should I do? Well, Allison, um, I think that very rarely I'm going to say, or I'm going to put a positive on this. Couples don't always agree with things at the exact same time. So I think this is just another thing that couples might not agree on. It doesn't mean that you are not a health, you're not in a healthy relationship. Um, I think it's just that maybe you need to see if you can get on the same page. And for me, if ever there's some resistance to something that I want to do, and I'm working with not just a, a, a partner that I have or a family member or a friend, and if I make a suggestion I want to do something and there's some pushback, I think the best thing that you can do, and this is my opinion, and I'm certainly not an expert, but in my opinion, the best thing that you can do is to try to figure out why you're not on the same page. And I think you can do that by asking just some key questions. Because I think there are a lot of, especially when it comes to children, I think that sometimes folks do not agree on having their biological children. I don't know, but I'm going to venture to guess that most children that are conceived, it's by accident. I'm sure there's some folks out there who are planning to conceive children, but I'm thinking that there's still a large group of kids that were conceived that were not a plan that, you know, just happens in the way of the world that things happen. So I think that. First of all, you shouldn't be too hard on yourself or your husband if you're not on the same page right now about starting your family. But when it comes to adoption, there's some unique questions that you might not have when you're thinking about having biological children. And these are questions that, I mean, immediately that come to mind. One of them is, um, can your, your husband might be concerned about, can he love a child that's not biologically related to him? And this certainly doesn't make him a bad person or it doesn't make him an insensitive person. And I'm not saying that this is issue. I'm just saying if this could be his issue because maybe we don't know what his issues are. And this is, I'm assuming that you haven't talked about this and I could be wrong, but if you haven't, that could be his issue. And that's an issue that a lot of folks wrestle with um, when it comes to adoption. Can I love a child that's not biologically related to me? Um, Sometimes there's a problem with, can I love a child that's not, that I don't adopt as an infant? And um, adoption isn't easy. It's hard. And um, I would be surprised if your husband didn't have questions. And so I think that finding out if you're on the same page is probably the first thing that you need to do. But I thought about it and I thought, okay, so what are some what are some questions that Allison could ask her husband? If it were me, what questions would I ask my husband? Well, does your husband think you're that he's too old to have children? Sometimes when we see folks that are adopting, you either have folks that are really young in their 20s, early 30s thinking to adopt, or you have couples that are, you know, 40 and around that age who are looking to adopt. And sometimes when you have chosen to wait and start your family at, a, at an older age, the idea is, have I passed my window? Am I too old? Will I be too tired? Do I have enough energy? That That's a good question. Um, my sister had her kids, I think she was 38. 
And she was diagnosed as an older mom when she came back and said, you know, my doctor said I was an older mom. And I thought, wow, okay, because 38, as far as physicians are concerned, is an older parent. So that could be a question. You could ask that question. Can you afford it? We just talked about the expense that adoption brings with it. Can you afford it? Or just raising children is expensive. Not even when you, not even adopt, just adopting them, but biological uh, children are expensive. Kids are expensive overall. So the question might be, can I afford it? Can we afford it as a couple? Another question might be, how will it affect your relationship? Will the will bringing a child into your relationship change it? Sometimes men um, and women both are concerned that things are really good right now. We want our child to enhance our relationship, not necessarily to change it or to change it in a good way. And children take up a lot of our time. They take up a lot of our mental bandwidth. Um, they take up a lot of our money. They take a lot of a lot of things. And so sometimes couples who have their groove going and this is how we do our thing, that might be a concern as well. So I think that in that instance, I think getting on the same page, I don't think, however, Allison, that this is something that you want to go into alone. I think that you should be on the same page with your husband, I think, or your partner, because this is a lifelong commitment that you're making to this child. And you want to be partners in this. And you want to be your partner's best partner. And in doing that, you have to be on the same page. So I think that a conversation is warranted here. Myself, I can say what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go ahead with an adoption if my partner didn't want to do it. I think that I would have to have a lot more conversation about that and we would need to be on the same page and I think that's kind of honoring your relationship so that's what I would do however I can say Allison that everyone has the right to be a parent if they want to be so if this is something that you really want to do and um, your husband doesn't want to do it as well then that might be a discussion that you want to have but good luck to you and thanks for asking the question I think just you simply Asking the question means that you are thoughtful and that this is something that you're taking very seriously, and um, but you want to move forward one way or the other. So good luck to you, Allison, and um, let me know what, what happens. And I hope that I've been helpful. That's a, that, that, that's a biggie, guys. Um, being on the same page about adoption, um, I was talking, we talked to Abigail, she is from the Chicken Herding, Herding Chicken WordPress blog. Check her out. She's awesome, wonderful, fabulous. But she talked about her husband and she and how having these children and having her children and them being exposed to trauma was difficult on, can be difficult on marriages and that they had to say, you know, guess what? We're in this and we're going to take care of ourselves and we're going to take care of our relationship. And um, you want your partner to be on the same page with you. And that's important because, you know, things are going to come up and you want that strong bond and you want to keep that bond. So definitely, definitely, definitely start the conversation and kind of try to figure out where people's heads are at and why they might have some resistance to that. My third question is from Carla. Hi, Carla. Um, Carla and I have talked before. So hi, Carla. I hope you're doing well. She says, Hi, Micah. You've talked about Seeing Color, your local Nashville group for transracial families. 
we don't have anything like that here in my town. How can I start a group like that in my community? Well, Carla, um, let me say to you, it's not been easy for us as well. I talk about seeing color all the time. We love the work that we do. But when we started, I think it may have been a fan of four people, myself, my sister, and two families. And we just kept at it. We kept doing it. We kept promoting it. We kept putting it out there. I think now, um, y'all don't know this, but I know about Carla. Carla has is a transracial adoptive parent. She has two kids. And so I'm speaking specifically to Carla's question about starting a transracial uh family community or support group in her area but this would be for any adoption support group um sometimes folks aren't comfortable talking about all aspects of adoption in large groups and i can understand that we have that issue here as well and it's hard to be vulnerable in front of people that you don't know it's hard to talk about areas that you don't think that you're doing well in it's hard to talk about your children and their concerns or their fears or fears or concern that you have for them But building community is a wonderful thing. And awesome things happen when we build community and we see this every day. So I absolutely think that it's something that anyone should do in your town. If you don't have um, post-adoption support, then you need to start your own. And if you need help doing that, let me know and I'll point you in the right direction. But some ways that we have done that in in our community is that we advertise locally and we go to where the folks are. So we put up signs in our YMCA. We put up signs in our local church groups. We see folks walking in the Kroger and we say hi and we give them a card or a flyer. We work with local uh, Facebook groups, Facebook communities. Meetup is an awesome opportunity because Meetup is a huge search engine and people can find you on Meetup as well. So there are lots of creative things that you can do to start your own group. And um, we're going to take a break. I see that we have a break coming up. So what I'll do is when I come back, I'll give you some ideas of ways that you can get folks interested and um, get them start conversations and some non-threatening things that you can do to start your community. Okay, so if you guys want to hang on here, I will see you back on the other side. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. 
Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, welcome back. I wanted to give a little bit more information to Carla about how to start her adoption support group in her area. So what we've done to kind of get folks together in a non-threatening way is that we have started book clubs. So what we do is we pick a book. Um, Kevin Hoffman's book is fantastic, Growing Up Black and White. I say that because it is fantastic, but it also gives a lot of things that you can talk about. So if you're a transracial family, you, I, I enjoy doing um, books that um, relate directly to whatever your support group is going to be. I, I, I like reading stories, and stories are great, but I also want to read books that are about real life. And Kevin's book is, is about a real-life story of a young man growing up as a transracial adoptee. So we, we picked a book, and we put up at our local library, hey, we're doing a book club, transracial adoptions, anyone interested? The book club was, there's no cost to join. It was absolutely free. It allowed folks to work on their own time. It gave people a lot of material to talk about. And it was a very non-threatening way to get people together. We would have our book club meet at the library or your book club can meet at the local cafe or the local coffee shop. Or sometimes we would meet in just at the park if it was a warm day outside. Sometimes people could bring their kids and their kids could play and we would talk about the book. And some of our book clubs are really, really small. But I think that's a really cool way to start to get folks together. And it's very non-threatening. And it allows you to build a sense of community so that you all feel comfortable with one another. You all feel like you know one another so that when you start to talk about other issues that you feel like you know, you're a group, you're a tribe, and you're all in it together, and you feel safe and able to communicate. One of the things that we always have to remember with seeing color is, hey, let's sprinkle in a little bit of fun in there. Let's don't have every, every time we're getting folks together, we're talking about white privilege. Let's also sprinkle some fun in there. Everything doesn't have to take a deep dive. We don't have to always unpack our feelings. Sometimes we can just get together as a community with our beautiful children and hang out in the park and, you know, have a great time. So doing those things, giving people an opportunity to get together and form a community without it being stressful is the best way to start a support group in your area. If, Carla, 
you um, need some more suggestions or anyone needs some more suggestions about making a how to start a community, please hit me up and I will certainly give you as much ideas as I have and you can pick my brain because I'm really, really about post-adoption support. Y'all know that. Okay. This is not that show, but you know how I feel about post-adoption support. But I also feel like if it's not there, we just need to start it ourselves, thus seeing color. So I hope that that was helpful to you. And if you need more information, you know where to find me. Okay. I have another question and this was from Lorraine and she says, Oh my goodness. Okay. I want to make sure that I am going to, this is a question that is very near and dear to me because it's, she has a question about how to talk to her close girlfriends about their bias towards her and her adoption process. Lorraine, first let me say, if they are your really close friends, I don't think that they mean to show a bias towards you and your adoption process. I hope I'm using that word bias correctly. Someone said that I wasn't using that correctly the other day, but um, I hope, I don't think that they're in any way trying to be insensitive to your adoption process. I think that moms are about their kids. We all can get very singularly focused, especially when our kids are young. And that's all we talk about and it's how we define ourselves. And I think that we like to have it, we have an inoculation to our own children. They become our world and they can't do any wrong. And, and I think that when you get a group of moms together and you are the other, we've talked about what it means to be the other or to be the only, it always feels like that people don't, support you or it can feel like people don't support you or they don't um, know how you feel or they're they're not trying to see things from your perspective. But I think sometimes, and I know I've done this, I put myself in that position because I feel like I'm the only person. And really, the first thing that I would suggest that you do or I would tell myself to do is to talk with your friends about this and tell them that you're feeling like they're not being sensitive to your adoption process. Adoption can be lonely. It can be lonely. It can be frustrating. It seems so easy for some people and so difficult for you. And it's a struggle. And you don't want to sound, I know I wouldn't want to sound like I'm whining all the time or having a poor me pity party of one. But your friends are there for support. They're there for you to lean on. And sometimes folks aren't considerate and they don't know that they're being inconsiderate and I think that you should just talk to them about it but there are a lot of articles online that talk about the um, privilege of the bio mom and what it means to be a bio mom and things that bio moms take for granted like looking like their children there's so many times that I've worked with clients and they've said that their heart was broken when they're at a family event and someone says to their sister's child oh you look just like your mom you look just like your mom. Oh, you look just like dad. Or you have Aunt Sarah's green eyes. And you can't say that about your child because it's simply not true. And if you're transracially adopted, you know you can't say that about your child. So there are times when we get our feelings hurt when people aren't even trying to do so because we're sensitive to our circumstances. But I'm the kind of person that believes that my, my girlfriends are like sisters to me. I should be able to say anything I want to them, 
and they should be able to understand and hear me and support me. They also should be able to say anything they want to me. So if I'm being extra sensitive, they're going to say, Micah, you're being a little extra sensitive. But if I'm not being extra sensitive and they feel like they've not been in tune with me and my feelings, they're going to apologize and they're going to say, Micah, we'll do better. So I want you to absolutely talk to these women because there are some privileges that you have when you're a bio mom. There are privileges that you have when you're tall. There are privileges that you have when you are a man. There are privileges that you have when you have curly hair. Everyone has a privilege, whether they want to admit it or not. We talk a lot about the unpacking the invisible knapsack, the white privilege article that Peggy McIntosh wrote, I think back in the late 90s. And she talked about the white privilege that folks carry around and they don't know that they have it and they can whip it out at any time. And folks that don't have it just don't have it. And I think sometimes bio moms have a privilege. We, I'm a bio mom, we have a privilege that maybe moms that have adopted don't have. And we need and we need to acknowledge that. Um, and we need to be sensitive. But at the end of the day, we're moms. And every mom has a story. And every mom's story is different for the most part. And we need to support each other. So I think that what I would do if I were you is I would just talk to my friends about that. But there is a privilege there. And maybe you could call it to folks' attention. Because oftentimes when you have a privilege, because you don't, it's a privilege and you've always had it, you don't recognize that. So absolutely talk to your friends and let them know what's going on with you. And I'm sure that if they are your friends, and I'm sure they are, that they will absolutely hear you. And if need be, they'll make adjustments. But let's make sure that we're not wearing our emotions on our sleeves. And with our children, as moms and dads, we do that a lot. Um, but I think I think it's going to be okay. And hey, like I said, you want to talk a little bit more about it, you know where to find me. Okay. For those of you who don't know, October is LGBTQ History Month, and we celebrate all of our friends um, in that community. And so I would be remiss if I did not answer a question from one of my friends who is in that community. Two of my friends, actually. Their names are Larry and Michael. Hi, guys. I'm glad you're listening. It says, hi, Micah. We are a same-sex couple. Where can we find resources to help us prepare for our placement? And what issues should we prepare for? Thoughts, question mark, question mark. Okay, wow, Larry and Michael, that's a mouthful. But you've come to the right place, guys. Okay, I got something for you. I'm going to get out as much as I can in these next three minutes for the break. And then if I have more to say, we're going to talk about it after that as well, because I have a lot. I did some research for you guys. Uh, Larry and Michael, congratulations on your upcoming placement, by the way. The Evan B. Donaldson Institute, one of my favorite places, favorite places for resources, articles. They do they do great things. Check them out if you're unfamiliar. Most of you probably are if you're in the adoption community, but check them out. They have everything. Um, great resources. They have a wonderful article. And it's called Adoption by Lesbians and Gay Men. It is a whopper 69-page download, but it is worth every page and all the ink that it takes to print that up. Um, They have such good information. 
they have a table of contents. So you don't have to worry about going through all 69 pages at once. You can find what you need and pop down to that particular article or that particular section in the article. They have surveys. They have um, they talk about barriers that you might find both perceived and both that are like not really there, but you think they're barriers because, hey, sometimes they're barriers and we know that. Um, they talk about working with agencies and adoption professionals. They talk about legal issues, about what happens when the couple divorce and or separate and who gets the children custody of that. That's a sticky situation. Those um, resources are there to talk about that. They have a plethora of good information on that website. There is a couple of other sites as well. Adoptionstogether.org has a lot of information on there too. I think what I seems to bother me sometimes is when they say gay-friendly adoption agencies. How about people-friendly adoption agencies? So let, let's go with that. People-friendly adoption agencies. Um, it's like if they said black-friendly adoption agencies. That wouldn't be cool. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't be singled out like that. So I don't want to hear about gay-friendly adoption. I want to hear about people-friendly adoption. And I guess I'm going to stop off my, step off my soapbox and <laughs> we're going to take a break. And when we get come back, I'm going to keep giving you some awesome resources to Larry and Michael. All right, guys. Sit right there. I'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the Search Voice America at your favorite app store. 
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, welcome back. I wanted to continue to address Larry and Michael's question about some resources. They are getting ready for replacement, and they want some resources for the LGBTQ community. And I was talking about the adoption. Um, sometimes you, when you search, they will, you'll see agencies, and they will say gay-friendly or lesbian-friendly adoption agencies. And I just want us to be inclusive and to include everyone and to just say family-friendly or people-friendly adoption agencies. I think that sometimes subtle things like that make a large impact on people, especially when you're part of that group that they are talking about. And so not just in the month of October, but in any month, um, we need to be aware of how we present and the things that come out of our mouths and how they affect other people. I think that we have a, I'm going to go as far as to say that we have a heterosexual privilege along with that white privilege or that male privilege or that vile mom privilege. We have a heterosexual privilege, and we don't always consider other people. So I have a lot of folks that I love in that community. I just want to say you're great parents, and you know you are. Okay. So I have two favorite sites. There's a, uh, Brian, if you're listening out there from Gays with Kids, call me. Um, that is one of my favorite sites. I found that site by accident one evening. I was searching, and um, it came up, and I must have spent hours on that site. Um, it is a fantastic site. It's a site for gay men who are parents already or who are looking to adopt um, or to go through um, a surrogate or to, go through, or to be foster parents. Just any way that you want to grow your family as a gay man, this is the site to go on. It is a fabulous site. And I'm a big fan. They have, what I love about the site is that they have real men, real pictures of real families. And they talk about their struggles. They talk about their wins. They talk about their, the process that, that, and the journey that took them to adoption. So check it out. I think it's, it's a one-stop shop. And it's most certainly a good place to start if you are a man looking to be a single parent or you are a part of a couple and looking to adopt with your partner, your husband, it's a great place to start. There is another site that I didn't know about until most recently, and it's called It's Conceivable. Very clever, right? Very clever. It's conceivable. And it's not just for um, gay men. It's for the whole community. <clears throat> Excuse me. The website is it's conceivable, it's conceivablenow.com. So it's conceivablenow.com. And what I love about that site is that they actually have um, events that you can attend. I think it's in the New York area. So I'm not saying that, you know, we can all go to New York to attend an event. But, you know, if it's an event and you plan to travel, that's just as good as place as any to go. And I'm sure that they their events are great, family friendly. Um, they have um, a place to get started. So where you should start if you're considering adoption they have a wonderful resources page 
They have just tons of sites that I'm sure that they have vetted that are appropriate, that are looking to help folks who find themselves wanting to adopt and are in a same-sex couple or relationship. So there's no need for me to go over all of them for you right now. You can absolutely jump on It's Conceivable Now and check them out for yourself, but I will absolutely put them on our resource page online, and you can just click the link from there. It's an awesome, awesome website, and I think that you will very, very much get what you're looking for. However, as I've said before, if you don't find what you're looking for and you want a little bit more help from me, for me to point you in the right direction, please feel free to send me an email and um, or you can hit me up on Twitter. I respond to that as well and I will do my best to point you in the right direction. Okay, November is coming. It's National Adoption Month and there are many, many activities all over for you to get involved in, for you to involve your family and community in. I think if we hearken back to the question that we had about starting an adoption community that Carla um, sent to me, what a wonderful thing to do in Adoption Awareness Month is to start an adoption community in your city or town. That's a great way to do that. However, if you are looking for suggestions and you're not quite coming up with any on your own adoption network.com has 43 really cool suggestions for ways that not only families who have been who are touched by adoption you've adopted yourself you have been adopted but also for those of us who love families who've been who are a part of the adoption journey or for folks who just support adoption some of their ideas, I think it's really, really cool. So I'm just going to read a couple of their ideas to you. One of them is reach out to a family you know who has adopted or fostered to learn more about their experience. That's perspective taking, and you know how I feel about that. I'm all about perspective taking. Attend an adoption activity during this month in your area. Um, it says join a support group for potential adoptive parents or start one yourself. Okay, can't say that too many times. Sign up for an online online adoption newsletter or magazine. Start a blog about adoption. Read Abigail's blog. Read um, Black Adoptive Mom's blog. Read, um, there, there's so many blogs out there um, that are written, written by adoptees or folks who have adopted. And find out about their experience. Start one yourself. Um, you want to check, it says check out your local state and national adoption month proclamations and mark your calendar for upcoming events. One, this is, I love this one. Start an adoption baby book, photo album, or, or journal to share with your future child one day. I love that one. That one's great. Attend an adoption fundraiser. That's awesome too. Go online and check out the photo listings of children waiting for future adoption, waiting for future families. That is fantastic. There's so many children out there who are waiting for families. And just starting conversations about adoption, learning more. It We're not all in a place where we can adopt. So for some of us, that's not possible. It's not feasible. 
but we can always support children who are looking to adopt. We can support companies with our donations who are working with adoption agencies. We can go and work with both hands who are doing these volunteer fundraisers to help folks with their adoption. There's so many things that we can do to support folks during this month. Yeah, not just in this month, but all the time. But what a great time to start in Adoption Awareness Month. I will also put the link to this article on my website as well, and you can check it out. However, if you have an awesome idea of ways to celebrate National Adoption Month, let me know. Um, November is coming up. It's a long month. There are plenty of time to do lots of different interesting things. And if you have something that maybe your family does that you'd like to share, we would love to know that. Okay, so I mentioned this in the beginning of the show, and I want to talk a little bit more about some things that are coming up on Adoption Unscripted. I think I mentioned, no, I did mention last week that that was the end of our first season, and we're going into our second season. I think our first season, we're going to call that the beta, where we did a lot of testing to see what folks liked and what folks didn't like, the shows that were most popular, the topics that were most popular, the guests that were most popular popular because we want to bring those back. We want to give folks what they want, what they need. Sometimes we think we know what people want and we don't. And so we've had an awesome opportunity to learn what you are looking for, learn what you need and so we can support you better. We are going to start a series called The Women of Adoption. This is a series that is near and dear to my heart. We're going to do four or five episodes where we focus and highlight women in adoption. We're going to highlight moms who are looking to adopt, who are starting that journey, discussing that process with their friends and family, their spouses, their partners. We're going to highlight a young woman who was adopted, how she feels about calling herself an adoptee, what that means, how that has uh has has how that has changed her life, both negatively in ways that she feels are positive as well. We're going to talk to an adoption professional, a female adoption professional, and why she does what she does and the work that she's doing and where she see, where she sees adoption heading in the future. So we have a lot of really cool women that are the faces of adoption that we're going to talk to. We're also going to do a little bit of a series on the adoptee. There's some brewing on Twitter about using the word adoptee. I'm very interested in that. I'm interested in how people feel about that and why. So we're going to talk to some folks who have been adopted. We're going to discuss that word adoptee. We're going to discuss how that means. We're going to discuss finding identity, finding your identity. Sometimes we don't find that until we are way into our adulthood and we're going to discuss that, unpack that a bit. We have some folks who are going to help us with that. Some people who've lived that journey. Young people and some older women as well who've done that. We're also going to bring back um, some of our friends who talked with us about trauma. Sean Delahant is coming back from Case to talk to us about trauma and how it affects the entire family and some things that we can do about that. We're also going to bring Abigail back to talk about self-care and managing your family and staying, having a healthy relationship um, with your husband and your friends while you're dealing with raising children who have been exposed to trauma and that ongoing journey that she faces every day with love and patience. 
So we have a lot of really wonderful things that are coming up. Be sure to share the show with friends and family who you think could benefit from what we do here. Continue to share us on Facebook. Continue to like us. Um, continue to download the show on iTunes. I think by far most of the people find us on iTunes and we're going to try to have a bigger presence there. So make sure that you continue to send folks there to look for us. I want to give a big, huge thank you for everyone who has supported me in this first 13 weeks. It has been a fantastic ride. Loved every minute of it. Everyone that was behind the scenes. Um, Aaron, my sound guy who's listening right now, but not saying anything. He's been awesome and wonderful. I know that we have a lot of great things to look forward to with Adoption Unscripted. And you guys have been with me the entire way. And I thank you very much. So much love to everyone. You guys get out and enjoy this beautiful weekend and this beautiful Friday. And I'll see you next week. Okay, be blessed. Thanks for joining us for Adoption Unscripted. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program with your host, Micah Johnson, next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.